0: Today on the Topping Show, H goes woke but probably won't go broke. Joe Rogan mocks Miller Lite feminist commercial. Tesla tries ads for the very first time. Google to delete inactive accounts. Elizabeth Holmes loses bid for bail. Heinz makes a ketchup mixer prototype. DeSantis enacts a law to protect kids. Feinstein forgets she's been out of the office for three months. And Bud Light attempts to pander, but you can't beat a dead horse even Clydesdale. All that and much much more on the Topping Show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today. Today's episode of Topping Show is sponsored by Topping Technologies. Topping Technologies is an IT value-added reseller and services company with a special proficiency in IT security. Heck, I see the founder at least twice a day. Gotta say he's quite handsome and brilliant. He's me That's the joke. If you're an IT leader or a business owner, you can use those systems through your IT. You can reach the team at sales at toppingtechnologies.com. Now, going on to the business part of the podcast, you have Tesla said that they were gonna try advertising for the very first time, which is astonishing. They've been around for decades and yet they've never paid for advertisements. Now, they were founded back July 1st, 2003. Granted, they had a lot of research and development and trying to get the company off the ground was an astronomical feat in and of itself. They really realistically, in terms of production and hitting the streets, that really started to come take thanks to Elon getting involved when he became full-time CEO back in 2008. Now, Elon long believed that the demand far outstripped the supply, so there was no need to advertise because back in the day, they were the only game in sound. I mean, it's one of those things where if you want an electric car, they were the only realistic option, especially in terms of it's not a one-off company. They were producing a high number of units relative to electric car community, and there's a reason they have still over 50% market share to this date. However, during an updated shareholder meeting, Elon said that they're gonna give it a try. Now, a lot of people were upset with that meeting in you know, of itself since the shareholder meeting was scheduled for May, as opposed to a couple months farther from now, which gave the shareholders less time to submit proposals. Now, it'll be interesting to see, is it really effective for Tesla to pay for advertising? When if you look at a lot of premium brands, you've never seen At least, I've never seen an advertisement for a Ferrari or even a Lamborghini. They don't need to make commercials because they were a premium brand. If you want a sports car, granted, they don't make stick shifts. That's a little disappointing. And again, they should. Hopefully, Volkswagen, who owns Lamborghini, will poke them and be like, hey, let me make something for the enthusiast again. Something that will go up exponentially in value because those are the cars that people are paying premium for on the used market. Nevertheless, they really don't have to pay for advertising. That's for a lot of the premium brands that you think of it's because the reputation and word of mouth is so strong and the quality is so great. It speaks for itself. Now Tesla has some issues with quality. That's kind of well known, but to go over 20 years or actually exactly 20 years and not pay for ads, why start paying now? You already are the premium brand name. There's more competition, but I always ask people. Are you really influenced by a car commercial on the TV or the YouTube in terms of you get a 30 second ad before a video and it shows some car just driving around the shoreline. Does that really compel you to buy the product? It's one of the most difficult things to measure in terms of effectiveness, which is partially why my tech company doesn't do those types of advertisements. We do much more direct targeted ads where we're reaching out specifically to the folks that we want to reach which you can do on YouTube with those, but I'm talking about maybe Tesla doing a commercial on TV. Nevertheless, we do much more pointed and much more targeted ads. But in terms of just a mass ads, I you think of a billboard or a TV commercial, I don't know if that's really gonna help Tesla. Now, perhaps it might be prudent to advertise on Twitter, partially because Elon owns both, Elon's a big shareholder and Tesla as well as he's the owner of Twitter. Maybe he can give himself a discount or give Tesla a discount because there are a lot of people on Twitter. So that might be an interesting idea. But it'll be interesting to see. There's also rumors of the CFO of Twitter being groomed to maybe take for hostile takeover for Elon and push him out as more and more shareholders are concerned about maybe his fractured attention. He is back to his old mantra of or old practice of interviewing every single person they hire at Tesla. So very hands-on. It'll be interesting to see is he increases his attention in Tesla and decreases his attention at Twitter? How much will that affect the results? Now, other IT business news: You have Google; they're going to delete inactive accounts. Now, this is going to start in December, and they announced it just via a blog post, so this might be the first time you're hearing about it. And they specifically defined because all these tech companies are having different definitions for different things with regard to activity they're defining it as activity in two years so if you haven't touched your Gmail or used your Google account in two years they're going to permanently delete it now this also includes the YouTube and Google photos are associated with those accounts Google claims this will help decrease the possibility of spam and identity theft since you haven't touched if you haven't touched an account for two years it might be easy for someone to brute force their way just break the password or just use old social engineering and break into that account then Hijack that account, and use it for malicious intents. Realistically, I think the bigger concern of Google is the cost, because especially once you get into emails, there's a. If you look at you know how much email takes up on your phone, if you're using Outlook or one of those other apps, it's really nothing in terms of the actual size proportion to the overall storage capabilities. The thing that really, really, really takes a hammering to your memory and your storage. Are the photos and the videos? That's one of the reasons people get bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger capacity cell phones because they never delete old photos, they just collect them. Now, if Google can delete all the Google photos associated with those accounts, that's going to be a big decrease in the amount of data they have to retain, which also translates to them not having to buy more IT hardware or IT infrastructure to support it. Not only just buying the actual server, storage, hardware devices to store it, but also. You have to pay for the connectivity, not just the cost of the internet, but also the switching, all that goes into play. So this could very well save them some money as they've seen quarter after quarter decrease in ad revenue, specifically on YouTube, as well as Google in general. And it's not specific to them. Everyone is down in charge of ad revenue. And we'll see how much this helps them as they're trying to make it more and more profitable and decrease the amount that they're losing. And this is following actually Twitter, I believe last month they said they were going to delete all accounts that were inactive. And they, I believe, defined it as accounts that have not been used in 30 days. So that'll help decrease the amount of superfluous users on Twitter. And again, it'll decrease the amount of infrastructure needed for those inactive accounts that are adding value to their pocketbooks. And it's also not really helping the consumers because they're not using it, it doesn't matter to them. Now, other interesting businesses, you have Elizabeth Holmes. She lost her bid to avoid prison. Oh, what a shame. What a shame. Now, for those who might not remember, she's the creepy gal who dressed in a turtleneck and had a... She basically sounded like a man. She she talked like this and she really tried to overcompensate. Tried to say revolutionizing the world with our Theranos blood thing. It turned out to be a scam and somehow she's free to run the streets. But now she will not be able to as she's trying to fight and overturn her previous convictions. How she's not in hard labor camp in terms of, remember the old TV, old movies, you see people at a pickaxe hitting old rocks, making smaller rocks. I don't know why they were doing that in terms of, maybe they're making gravel or cement. Let me know in the comments if you know there's a logical reason that or is it just pushing of it. But it's beyond me that she wasn't immediately thrown in maximum security prison, just scamming out countless number of people, giving hope to people who, one of the most disgusting things is giving people hope with your false data and false products. And she said, this could be a magical machine. It's gonna cost a fraction of other blood testing because blood testing is a quite expensive thing to do. Usually complex, you have to have heavy expensive machineries. You have to have a couple of vials of blood. She said, with just one little blood drop, we'll be able to run all these tests. And it turns out to be all be smoke and mirrors, vaporware, junk. Now, this is a couple of days after she begins her prison term. She filed the last minute appeal at the Ninth Circuit of Court of Appeals and she was seeking approval to, to remain free on bail while she fights her conviction overturned. This is a separate ruling, in a separate ruling, rather, she's ordered to pay $452 million in restitution to those harmed on the April 27th after she was convicted of multiple counts of defrauding investors last January. Which, I don't know if that number is, I don't know what her capacity is to repay that, but it should be even higher. She, Given the scope and the evil thing that she did she should have to work every day until she dies to repay those investors and the people she harmed with that malicious, unethical business practice. Now, on light side the news, you have Heinz coming out with a ketchup mixer prototype. Now, this is a disp- dispensary called the Heinz Remix, and it, it might be a little so of the game. In terms of the industry, other food companies, you have Coca-Cola. About 15 years ago, they came out with their their little mixer, I forget what they call it, but it's basically those giant soda machines where you walk up, it's got a little touch screen, and it basically has, you know, millions or billions of different combinations where you can mix all the different Coca-Cola brands and you can make a custom drink. And of course they harvest that data and sell it for millions or they use it internally because data is valuable. And Heinz was thinking, why don't we replicate that? So for Heinz they're gonna have the bases and then enhancers. So in this machine you have three bases for the goop one is ketchup, one is ranch, one is 57 sauce uh, with barbecue sauce. So you pick one of those and then you could add a flavor enhancer. Those flavor enhancers include jalapeno, smoky chipotle, buffalo, mango. And those enhancers have four, three options. You have low, medium, high in terms of intensity. Great way to intravenously inject more sugar into your body. Some people say those herbs and spices, debatable. We'll say it's mostly high fructose corn syrup. But Interesting business idea, it might be a good way to increase their sales the re- throughout the restaurant industries as customina- customization becomes more and more attractive to consumers. Now, going on to the business news, you have Joe Rogan, the most famous podcaster in history, stand-up comedian, UFC, basically needs no introduction. Even he is mocking the business blunder of the Miller Lite feminist commercial. Now, interestingly enough, he puts a fun, he, he is pretty interesting.
1: I hate identity politics with a passion. I really do. It's pretty interesting. It's so stupid. It's it's human beings made beer.
0: Okay. So this is in regard to Miller Lite saying, oh yeah, women made beer. Although in their ad they said women, among others, made beer. Well, who are the others? Okay. This is also the ad where Miller Lite is probably saying they're destroying history by purchasing old advertisements made by the company and turning them into compost to make hops for women brewers. How many brewers there are remains to be determined.
1: Some human beings look good in bikinis. It's like what do we do?
0: The They're saying East women brewed
1: beer. They said they were the first. Women
0: were the ones doing the brewing. Centuries later, how did the industry pay homage to the founding mothers of beer? They put us in bikinis. With and made them millions of dollars.
1: Awesome pictures like hot. that is how it looks hot. hot. Yeah. Yeah. it's crazy. Women do it, women do it, women it's, it do it. It's pretty wild. Would, I'd like to see a pie chart of how many women are actually involved <laughs> in making beer or drinking beer.
0: Yeah, it's also one of those funny things where the gal in that video, she's wearing a very conservative clothing in terms of uh, unattractive little turtleneck, no skin showing. She profited it off of her body years ago when she was scantily. Uh, what you call it, jumping around in advertisements, and she was profiting off that. So it was okay for her then, but now she's against that practice. Many people, including myself, saying, you're just pulling up the ladder so other people can't take that career track. Now, we'll see. Now, other interesting businesses, you have Heckler & Koch, one of the most prestigious German engineering companies in history. They are a firearm manufacturer, obviously headquartered in Germany. they may Founded in nineteen forty nine by Alex Seidel, Edmund Heckler, and Theodor Koch, or Koch, depending on how you want to pronounce it, in the old Mauser Far Arms Factory in Obendorf. They're most famously known for making the MP five. If you ever watch a movie from the eighties especially, it's a nine millimeter semi-auto well semi-auto if you're poor, full auto if you have lots of money to spend for a legally transferable one in say dates that allow it. it, had to be you know registered manufactured with the government before nineteen eighty six. So it's a very small supply a lot of demand that's it's expensive but that's the main gun they're known for they also have the HK P30L which famously was used in John Wick 1 so you have a brand that has a lot of heritage has been around for quite some time and perhaps the most appropriate analogy for a firearms company they sh- proceeded to shoot themselves in the foot now the first response was expressing their support for another company not using quote-unquote bunnies to sell their items which is a reference to women dressing up as bunnies for different, different products throughout history to advertise them because since the dawn of time, sex sells. And by the way, women do this too. This is, re- this is a reason women watch Ryan Gosling wear a t-shirt in a crappy movie. He has some acting skills, don't get me wrong, but people are attractive to attractive people. Why that's now controversial is beyond me. Now, going back to that actual Twitter, the player H&K on Twitter, they also got into a battle when they started to say when so they said oh yeah good good job not using those bunnies when h and k yeah they've done that before and no one's complained and many of their customers appreciate it now the employee at h and k goes quote woke woke allow me to translate objectifying women was never a good marketing strategy in the firearms industry this was a which was a prominent strategy up until recently Many industries don't do that, inc- do that, rather, including beer companies. As an actual woman typing this, I'll use more words for, unquote. Now, again, the hypocrisy is disgusting. This same woman dressed up in, I don't know if it's a bodybuilder competition or just a bikini competition, but within her past, I mean, it's a couple of years, she was on stage in a bikini, which, thankfully, thanks to the power of Twitter and Photoshop, everyone has actually changed and added a rifle so that she's in a bikini now photoshopped where her hand is on top of an hk um semi-automatic rifle i forget what they're it's a rifle that costs more than most cars great engineering but premium price sounds quite entertaining and again you're shooting yourselves in the foot but there's two reasons i think this won't affect their bottom line too much firstly they got behind this so Hk quickly within I believe three hours they released a photo which an entertaining sign almost like a sign on the side of the road and it says HK does not engage in identity politics a policy was violated changes were made unquote hopefully this means they fired that what's the nice way of saying unintelligent someone who's lower on the evolutionary scale or someone who just wanted to offend their a eh, two-faced hip-hop 2 Faced charlatan seems appropriate for what she did. Now, another big reason, so they addressed the problem head on, they realized they made a mistake, they addressed it, said hey, our job is to make guns, it's not to get into politics, we want to make a quality firearm for you. Now, the other big reason this will probably not affect the bottom line at all is because if you look at their business portfolio and who they sell to, so they've been in the business for since 1949, their main customer throughout history have been governments. If you talk to any gun dealership in the United States, that's where I'm from, so that's my main perspective. Although if you're international, I'd love to hear your perspective in the comment section as well. Talk to any gun store, very few have HK products, or H&K, whatever you want to prefer to call them. And the ones that do have them, it's a very limited supply. And if you talk to them, it's because H&K treats the United States commercial market, aka the civilian market, as an afterthought. It really doesn't affect their revenue too much. They don't have to try in that regard because the majority of their contracts are from government entities. They sell exclusively to countries all over the globe, and all these governments love their products. I mean, the MP5 has been around forever. It, they still make it, and it's still... I mean, de- the delayed rollback, the rollerblock, rather, it's a brilliant piece of mechanical engineering. There's a reason people still enjoy the product to this day, years later. So, because they direct the product address the issue head-on they also let they have those government contracts i don't think this is actually going to affect their bottom line like it has for other businesses who have gone down different marketing initiatives that go against their core consumers and also are hypocritical as all hell so that's the reason where i think h k will probably ride this out just fine now going into the politics part of the podcast you have, you have the florida governor ron DeSantis enacting laws to protect kids from surgery Let me pull that up. He actually gave a quick little speech, then I'll break down the new legislation he signed.
1: There's a lot of nonsense that gets floated around and what we've said in Florida is uh, we are going to remain a refuge of sanity and a citadel of normalcy. When we do do the SB 254, uh, this will permanently outlaw the mutilation of minors. Uh, It will outlaw the surgical procedures and experimental puberty blockers.
0: And people keep saying, no, 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 they are experimental. There's no long-term studies on puberty blockers being used improperly, especially it's what they weren't engineered for.
1: For minors, HB 169, I think is very important. It's basically an expansion of last year's parental rights and education bill. But crucially, uh, this bill uh, makes sure that Florida students and teachers will never be forced to declare pronouns in school or be forced to use pronouns not based on biological sex. We never did this through all of human history until like, what, two weeks ago? Now this is something they're having third graders declare pronouns?
0: I think it's important the way he phrased it, too, because kids are especially susceptible to peer pressure you can make them believe whatever you want them to which is why being a teacher should be very much scrutinized and every parent should be extremely involved especially these days in the school curriculum know exactly what those teachers are promulgating to your kids they're usually not good i would say it's usually highly ideologically and politically driven so i always tell folks if you have to work twice as hard i don't care what it takes i would highly recommend homeschooling your kids it's one of, the few, one of the best things you can do to protect them from the dangers of the world. Now what, a couple of the key measures from the SB 254 it's also important to note that these students are being pressured to use these pronouns it's becoming less of an option and more of a coerced you must do it, which especially if you're a kid very few are going to fight back against that ideology and a lot of folks are concerned, what's that doing to their mental health? What kind of path is it putting it down? And, I mean, very few people, I think, are okay with surgery and drugs. We have no idea what they'll do to kids. Very few people, I think, care about what you do once you're above 18 or where, whatever you choose the legal age of adult is, whether it's 21. That's a whole nother subject for most people. A lot of people agree with these bills because they're specifically addressing giving experimental drugs and surgeries towards kids, which are irreversible and completely detrimental to their health. Now, time shall tell to see if other states follow suit. But again, in terms of Ron DeSantis' bid for presidency, or possible bid for presidency, I think this is only going to bolster his odds if he chooses to throw his hat in the ring, so to say. Now, other interesting businesses, you have Senator Dianne Feinstein saying she has not been gone. Which kind of shows the dementia. Now, there's also rumors that Democrats knew that she's had dementia for three years. And they don't care. They All they want is a stamp. Logic be damned. Well, logic in politics is a rare thing in and of itself. But they just want the vote. Kind of like how, yeah, a lot of these politicians are just getting pushed in regardless of competency. Another word becoming more and more rare In the United States political sphere, so she's been gone for three months because she got the shingles, and she's again eighty-nine years old, and she's actually now in a wheelchair. I vehemently disagree with with her political stance, but it is sad to see see the political party continue to push her to go to work and do all this, just so they can get more votes and recently as a couple weeks ago she said she did not even remember she voted on something someone asked her hey did you vote for this? she goes i didn't vote for that or did i vote for that she, so she does not know where she is or and recently when they asked you know you know what was it like you know god for the months asked her about her leave of absence which again if you're sick appropriate to take but her response was i haven't been gone you should dot dot, dot i haven't been gone I've been working, unquote. The reporter then told her, quote, you've been working from home? Is that what you're saying? Unquote. Feinstein's response was, quote, no, I've been here. I've been voting. Please, either know or don't know. Unquote. So she doesn't even remember she's been at home for three months. This is how far U.S. politics has slid down in terms of competency. We used to have the founding fathers, brilliant men of their time, legends, creating, crafting the Bill of Rights, the, crafting pieces of legislation that would be revolutionary and still t- stand the test of time. And it seems like people have just gotten dumber, dumber, more corrupt, dumber, more corrupt, senile, incompetent. It's astounding Although not too surprising given the modern day of the political parties that she's still being wheeled out for votes so they can push stuff through. You also have John Fetterman. He's suffering as well. He had a stroke. People still voted for him. He had to take, again, went to the hospital, came back. And now if you look, if you look at the transcripts, they change it so it makes sense. But if you listen to him speak... He's not articulating his ideals, if they're even his original ideals to begin with, but it's incomprehensible. So time shall tell if anyone is actually removed from office for incompetency or just... And again, it's sad this is happening to them, but the people around them chose this, and they are making the choice to stay in the game instead of enjoying their years. And it isn't the same for everyone. I know some people, I mean, one of the most brilliant investors in history is Warren Buffett. He's older than her and yet he's still somehow drinking I believe it's a a coca-cola a day or he's still rocking and rolling every day and sharp as a tack so of course it is on an individual level as well but time shall tell to see if anything does get better in the political sphere I'm not holding my breath. Now going on to the business blunder of the day you have Bud Light. So Bud Light continues to pander but you can't beat a dead horse even if it's a Clydesdale. Now they thought, okay, so we pissed off people on the right, we pissed off people on the left. People in the middle are also getting pissed off because people just want to buy a beer. They don't want to make a political statement. So they're not going to buy that brand because they don't want people to think they're left or right. They just want to have some piss water beer or cheap beer. So you're alienating successfully alienating all three sides. You have the middle, you have the right, and you have the left. All upset with your business decisions because you chose a Dylan Mulvaney, who again, trans activists With the average, the average person who views Dylan on the TikTok is 15 years old, according to most a couple articles I read. And the average user on TikTok is 20 years old. Again, not appropriate to, in any way, advertise alcohol to that user base in the United States. Especially, it's illegal if to to sell beer to consumers under 21. And they did that. They kind of backtracked with a half assed apology. Apology fit for a politician where the CEO basically did not address the issue, but rather just said, We want to get back to brewing beer and we employ Americans. And they had that commercial highlighting 9 11 and American flag. Basically, if you just use GDP or a search engine just said, America apology, commercial, patriotism, you'd get that spewed out. Perhaps even a better result. But you have that completely fall flat on its face where no one believed it was authentic. But in doing so, and not standing with Dylan Mulvaney, they alienated people on the left side of the aisle who do agree with Dylan. So they pissed off everyone successfully, a rare feat in business, comedy, or many areas of life. They have successfully achieved. So they wonder, well, what could we do? Our sales are down 23.6% compared to the previous week ending in May 6th. Uh, what could we do? Should we come out with a legitimate apology, or should we, you know, let people know we're sorry, or do something like this? Uh, no, no. You know what we'll do? We'll redesign the bottles. So their idea to remediate the solution is to put a camouflage bottle out there. So saving the iconic blue bottle, which ironically, maybe makes more sense because blue is more associated with Democrats, although red is Republicans. Or Budweiser Lizer, Meh. The correlation or the analogy fell before I could get it up. Nevertheless, it looks like they're just going to put a camo on a can, ironically making it harder to find in the forest, where many many will probably be thrown out without drinking. But nevertheless, that's their idea. They're going to come out with a new camo can, and already it's getting mocked by everyone on the social media because, of course, again, they're not addressing the issue and they're not they're not addressing people on the right who are upset, or people who are on the left are upset, or people in the middle who just want to be left the hell alone and buy a beer. So again, they're not interested in the situation, the complete opposite of HK. And their other brands are starting to drop as well as people are realizing, oh wait, InBev, who owns Anheuser-Busch, well, they own a lot of properties. Also, Anheuser-Busch, the U.S. company behind Bud Light and Budweiser, they own a lot of companies, a lot of beers that we didn't know about. So those sales are starting to catch up in terms of the decrease in sales as people are starting to realize, oh yeah, they own these other brands. So Budweiser is down 7, 9.7%, and Michelob Ultra is down 2.9%. Natural Ice, also known as Natty Ice, is down at 2.5%. So a camo can is their brilliant idea to try to mitigate this catastrophic loss in sales. Catastrophic loss in sales. Their market cap is also erased by about $11 billion in the past month. So $11 billion of value just gone. So they're erasing a lot of the gains they were previously appreciating as their sales were growing up, going up and up and up. Time shall tell if it just becomes a new normalized sales level or how, how much this makes the company bleed in terms of are they maybe losing money on certain brands? They might have to kill... You might have to kill Bud Light as a brand just because that particular part of the portfolio just decreases more and more and more. Time shall tell, but nevertheless, that has to be the business blunder of the day. Thank you, everyone, for taking the time to tune in today. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and comment. Each one of those things exponentially helps the channel out. Also, don't forget to tell your family, tell your friends, tell your coworkers. Heck, tell your enemies, tell anyone and everyone to stay safe and fight the good fight.